This is an emergency edition of Rumble with Michael Moore. I'm Michael Moore, and this is part of our emergency podcast system um, where we come to you only when we need to with something unscheduled, um, something that we believe you need to be made aware of. It's 7.05 in the morning on Friday, the 13th of March, 2020. It's um, still sort of dark outside. It's raining. Looks like a fairly gloomy day. I'm in New York City, sitting here in my podcast studio by myself. I couldn't sleep most of the night. I knew that I had to get up and record this because of what I've learned over the last few days and especially what I learned uh, last night. And then in the middle of the night, I got a phone call from uh, one of my sources and um, it only confirmed uh, what I needed to share with you here uh, today. I um, have been talking to a number of people this week. Um, Most of them have asked for anonymity or um, to make sure that I not attribute anything to them personally. Uh, It's a wide variety of people. Um, You know, for 30 years I made movies, documentaries, and um, I often was contacted by various people who had information about what was going on. Um, were turned down by the mainstream media, couldn't get the, couldn't get the truth out to the people. And so they would come to me. And if you've seen my movies, you know who I'm talking about and what I'm talking about, because, uh, through all those films, I was able to expose a lot of things that weren't, that you weren't being told. And, um, and so various whistleblowers and, uh, sources, um, who were willing to come forward and allow me to to tell their story. This is what's been happening to me in the last, um, well, actually the last few weeks. Ever since we started this podcast, um, and we we had our our 50th episode yesterday, Um, we're not supposed to be podcasting today. That's why we hooked into our emergency podcast system that we set up back in December for, for days like this so that we could bring you the truth about what's really going on. But I've, I have had various conversations with people. I've had information given to me. Um, and it's from a a wide variety that goes everywhere from the national Institute of health to the CDC, um, to journalists from other countries like Italy and, and China, uh, Japan, um, people in the government, people who've seen things, heard things, know things, and even one individual um, who has had a close relationship with President Donald J. Trump, a president who would have no idea that this person would ever be, would be speaking to me. So I have to kind of tread lightly here. I have to be careful 
Um, I want everyone who's been talking to me, and if there are others out there who are listening to this, who have information, I want you to talk to me, and I want you to know that I will never tell anybody uh, who you are. But the American people have a right to know what's going on right now. And that's why I'm in front of this microphone here early in the morning um, to bring you the truth, the whole truth, as far as I know it, the awful truth. I get it. I mean, I know that's, uh, I didn't really sign up for this job, um, but over the years, that's what it's part of what it's turned out to be. And I know some of it's upsetting, will be upsetting for you to hear what I'm about to say, but that's not where we have to go with this. It's not, it's not meant to paralyze you or to have you panic or, or go into a state of utter fear. It's for all of us to band together. This time, not just to save the country, but to save our lives. And especially to save the lives of the elder citizens, the ones in our family, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our parents. They're the ones most likely to be affected by this virus, the coronavirus, COVID-19. We have put them in serious danger. And while it's true that young people do not die of this virus, no one under the age of 10 has died anywhere in the world, even in the poorest country. And in South Korea, we're a country that keeps very good track of its data and statistics. No one under the age of 30 has died there. It's not a young person's disease. It doesn't affect babies and little ones, which is good. But it doesn't mean that they can't, you can't get it. And what they have found is that um, the older people in these countries that are part of this pandemic, um, the average age of, of someone who's died in China is around 75 years old. The average age in Italy is around 82 years old. But what they found is, is that the, that they, the reason that they got infected in the first place, they have been infected by members of their own family. So young people can get the disease can get the virus and can transmit it to the older population. And they figure now 70 to 80% of the older people who have died, senior citizens who have died, 70 to 80% of them contracted the virus from a member of their family, from a child, a grandchild. And so what that means for us, because we haven't dealt with this, I mean, we have not dealt with this. We have no clue what we're in store for. And that's why I had to get up and record this and send this out to you. Because the shit is about to hit the fan in an obscene and perverse way. And it's going to happen in the next few days. Within this next, we don't have weeks. We have days. And if, if we're following the template of what happened in China and what happened in Italy... We can see now that we're, we're on the precipice here of this, of this shooting off like a rocket 
in these other countries, it started gradually, it started slow. And then there was a day, a day or two where there was a turning point and then it shot off like a rocket. And we are nearing that day. It could be two days from now, three, four, five, maybe, maybe. They don't know. We don't know. It's a new virus. That's why there's no real treatment, no cure and no vaccine. It's new, but not really new because we've known about it since December. And what, and, and the disservice that has been done to us as Americans has not occurred from anybody in some other country. It hasn't happened because of the work of a terrorist organization. It's happened because the man who sits in the Oval Office, the President of the United States, made a decision to ignore it, fluffed it off, told us it was going to go away, a miracle was going to happen, and soon it will be gone. He has had since December to make sure that we had enough test kits so that the American public could be tested. At the beginning of this, we had only 500 test kits and, and the, and because he had demolished the white house office of preparedness for pandemics. Two years ago, just got rid of the people who were, who were trained and knowledgeable. The people who were supposed to be ready to prepare us in case any sort of disease or virus, epidemic, pandemic occurred. And he either got rid of them or they quit and he decided not to replace them on purpose. Who would do that? What fucking idiot would do that? Is that what it is? Is he just an idiot or is there some sickness about who he is? A man without principle, a man without a conscience, a man without any empathy, a man who's just about me, 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 the most supreme example of a malignant narcissist we've ever seen. A man who only cared about the stock market and how it would affect that. All the stories are already out. They've already done NPR, New York Times, Politico. They've all, they're all doing their, their work and telling us how Trump knew, his people knew. They made a conscious decision. They were afraid it would affect his re-election chances. So they tried to play it down. They knew that the more people they would test, it would show higher numbers. He even said it. You've seen him on camera saying it. I didn't want the numbers to go up. He didn't want to let the people off the cruise ship there in San Francisco, in Oakland. You don't want to let, because once they came off and they were tested, uh, the numbers would go up, right? He said, I like to keep the numbers low. What kind of idiot says that? It'd be like if you had a fever and you feel you have a temperature and you don't want to put, you don't want to put the the thermometer uh, in your mouth to take your temperature because, you know, you, you want to keep the number low. I'm sure it's 98.6, right? Yeah. No, no, I don't want to, don't put that in. I don't want to know. I don't want to see if you, if you do that, it'll be, it'll be a higher number. Well, yeah, of course it is. You need to know that so that you can treat it. No tests. 
don't test the people. Don't test the people. It'll make me look bad. Don't test the people. The stock market will crash. So here we are. Every time you see that map that they show you on cable news with the United States and all the states and, oh, there's 43 cases, coronavirus cases in Michigan and there's eight in Wisconsin and there's, it's all a lie. I was on one of the shows the other day and I said, please quit showing that map. It's a lie. It's, it's lulling people into believing that it's not as serious as it is. We've waited so long now, we will have the most coronavirus cases and, and we will have the most deaths because nothing is going on. I'm going to post on my podcast uh, site here on this platform and I'll, I'll post it on the website too for Rumble, uh, this um, article that was done by this uh, man who, and uh, he, he placed it on Medium. Um, it will have a very detailed explanation as to where we're at, how we got here with charts and graphs and statistics and the science of it, studying the science of what really happened beginning in the Wuhan province of China and then South Korea and Iran and, and Italy, especially Italy. An Italian journalist wrote to me a couple of days ago saying, you know, we're you're where we were at a couple, three weeks ago. If we had acted where you're at now, we wouldn't have nearly a thousand dead people. You need to act now, he wrote. You need to act now. Who can you tell? Who can you wake up? Don't end up like us. In this medium piece, it it shows how when they finally went into lockdown in in Wuhan, uh, China, had they waited just one more day, had they put it off one more day, there'd be another 40,000 cases. They actually prevented deaths by by hopping on it as soon as they were kind of figured out what was going on. I mean, they had their own, you know, uh, their, their dictator trying to pretend it wasn't really happening or let's not make, let's make sure the outside world doesn't know about it tried to cover it up, couldn't, and then realized we better hop on this and, and nip this in the bud. And that's what they did. They went right at it. They went into full quarantine, full lockdown. They locked down tens of millions of people. The result, um, yesterday there were only 26 cases of the coronavirus, new cases in China. That's it. They'd stop, they'd stop, They'd stopped the bleeding, essentially, and brought it down. Not us. Not us. We just keep looking at those little numbers. Oh, look, isn't that something? What, eight? There's eight cases in Wisconsin. It's criminal, my friends. It's absolutely criminal. What has happened here? the people that are supposed to protect us. Forget about the politics, forget about Democrats and Republicans and the election and all that. Isn't Trump's main job is to protect the citizens of this country? The fact that he's done the opposite and he's done it on purpose and that 
and that now he, I think, realizes and has been told we're going to have to go into lockdown, and that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen here in, the, in this coming week. It's not just going to be getting rid of the NBA games and Major League Baseball, and you know, there's like four states as I record this now that have canceled school at least till April, if not the rest of the year. They're not reopening the schools in April. This is what I, I just every everybody that I've, I've spoken to in the in the government in the in the health part of the government. Uh, this isn't going to be over with in a couple weeks. It's not going to be over with in a couple of months. There have been some very good people, though, that have spoken out, even though they've been they've they've been muzzled. And this muzzling by the White House of people who work in the federal government, the civil servants who are there working for you and I, this is why I've been getting phone calls and uh, texts and emails and um, people connecting to me through a third party. They want the muzzle off them. And on this podcast, Today, my job is to help take that muscle off them and tell you a few of the things that I've learned. And number one is that Trump Trump has done this on purpose. And when you think about this purposeful inaction, this incompetence, this the fact that he may have the virus himself, because he's been in serious close contact with people who've been tested positive and he won't go get a test himself. I think I know why. As one of these people who spoke to me this week said, it's probably a better than 50% chance that he has the virus and Pence too. And we are all in danger There's a possibility now that anywhere from 70 million to 150 million Americans are going to contract this virus now. That's how far it's spread. When you look at that map on the cable news, when they put that map up and it shows the states and the numbers, everything I've been told, uh, both by people from these other countries who've had it and by people inside D.C., when it says 43 cases in Michigan, multiply that by 27. That's how many cases probably exist right now. Multiply it by 30. It's in the thousands. And it's, it's like doubling and tripling now. It's starting to speed up every day. And you know what happens when, you, when you've got you know, 50,000 cases of this. The next day it's 100, and the day after that it's 200,000, and then it's 400,000, and then it's 800,000, and it's 1.6 million. That's how fast it goes. And granted, again, if you're young, you're going to be okay. Um, If you contract this, 80% of you are going to be okay. It's going to feel like the the flu. You're going to be knocked out. 
for, you know, three to five, six days, maybe. That's 80% of it. It's the other 20% that are going to need hospitalization. They're going to need a, a stay in the hospital because of the pneumonia or the pneumonia-like symptoms, or they're, you know, in other words, they can't, it's hard to breathe. They're going to, they're going to need to be in the ICU, many of them. They're going to need to be on a ventilator. The, the number of people who may need to be on a ventilator could be around 2 million, 3 million people. What do we have? 75,000 ventilators? What did I read that? It's like we need 750,000 ventilators. There won't be enough machines. You know what they're doing in Italy right now? You may have seen this on the news. Doctors, they're, they've got people in the hallway sick. They, there's no rooms. They've put up tents on the house on the hospital lawn. There's, there's no, in, in, in China, they had to take over hotels and motels for the beds. And then doctors have to make a decision who lives and who dies because there's not enough ventilators for everybody. And if you need the ventilator to breathe, you got to breathe to live. So the doctors are having to make snap decisions. Oh, the Republicans remember them during Obamacare death panels, death panels will decide who lives and who dies. Well, now doctors are going to decide who lives and who dies because of the system that's been propagated here under the administration of Donald Trump. Literally, you know, you understand when I say they're going to make, I mean, this is not hyperbole. They're going to have four people laying out in the hallway and they've only got two ventilators and doctors are going to go, okay, well, she's, you know, she's just 60 and she's got, you know, three children and he's uh, 85 and he was a smoker. So um, advantage the 60 year old. She lives, he dies. That's, that's how it's going to go. And there's going to be time to question the decision. Just going to have to, doctors are just going to have to call it or they'll lose everybody. The hospital system is going to be so overwhelmed. There are not enough beds. There's not even enough gowns and masks for the doctors and nurses. This is going to be fucking chaos. It's going to be murder, literal murder. The doctors and nurses in Italy are already describing their hospitals. It's like they're in a battlefield hospital, like a war zone. It's all could have been prevented. So now, as I was told yesterday, there are, there are two paths that Trump can take. Trump and the federal government. One path, uh, path number one, choice one, is to essentially keep doing what they've been doing, nothing, and let it hit, let it hit hard. And the 80% who are going to get the virus but not really be that affected by it, they will then be immune when, now that they've had the virus so that when it comes back, as they expect it to do in the fall and winter in this coming year, um, they will essentially be inoculated. So... We're having to wait for a vaccine that's going to take over a year to come up with, maybe 18 months. At least we'll have a huge chunk of the citizenry uh, inoculated simply because they had the coronavirus here in early 2020. 
and that means they won't get it again. This is the survival of the fittest uh, path, number one, uh, and kill off the weakest. The other 20%, well, to a good chunk of you, good riddance. That way you won't have to deal with them. You won't have to be worrying about taking care of them. The average uh, number of days after they contracted the ones who die, it's about 17 days. And they're gone. The problem with path number one here, choice one, is that um, the hospitals won't be able, by doing nothing and not having the tests, we know nothing. We're in the dark. It will be it will be a riot, a complete, literal riot at hospitals that won't be able to care for these people. And our healthcare workers are going to be so overwhelmed and many of them are going to die in the process. But we'll get, we'll get maybe 80% of the population inoculated simply because they've had the disease already. It's a very cynical path, that one. And cruel. Well, they're old, you know. They're going to die anyways. So they die this year instead of next year or the year after then. <laughs> Path number two, choice number two, is lock down the country today, Italian style. Lock it down to prevent the contact between human beings. Literally. Shut down all businesses except for grocery stores and pharmacies. Keep them open. Keep the trucks, uh, you know, delivering things so the shelves are, are stocked. And and um, and you can't leave your house unless you're going to the grocery store or the pharmacy. Or you have people deliver it to your doorstep without contact. Shut the country down. I mean, I mean, shut the country down. Close all the schools. Close most of the businesses. And keep it closed for a month. Maybe two. Then reopen. Uh, the vi This won't kill the virus. The virus won't go away. But by that time, it will be summer. The one thing Trump keeps talking about, how when it gets hot, it'll, it'll go away. There's some truth to that, though they don't really know for sure because we haven't gone through a summer season with this virus yet. But that's at least the speculation that that may happen. And if that's the case, then the school that kids missed here in the spring, maybe the schools will open in the summer, but they're going to have to shut down again. There's going to have to be a rolling set of shutdowns, shutting and locking the country down um, two, three, four times over the next two years. Two years is how long this pandemic is going to last. That's not what you've been told. Only one person said it, and it was um, Dr. Zeke Emanuel on Wolf Blitzer yesterday in the 6 o'clock hour. Wolf asked him an innocent question. So how long do you think this is going to go on? And Dr. Emanuel said, um, I, I'm predicting about uh, probably about two years. And Wolf who ever, never shows any emotion, goes, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say two weeks or two months. And Dr. Emanuel goes, you know, and this is, a, this is, you know, I don't know if you've seen him on TV before, highly respected doctor. 
um, years and years at the NIH, National Institute of Health, um, um, hired by Obama to be part of the Obama administration to write the Obamacare law. Um, and he said yesterday, yes, um, uh, the, the truth needs to be spoken here. This is not going away anytime soon. It's going to kill a lot of people. Even Bernie Sanders, both Bernie and Biden had two very, very good, uh, each of them did a their own little um, uh, talk in front of the microphone yesterday about the dismal, abysmal situation and how Trump was essentially going to be killing Americans uh, through his inaction and his policies. And, um, and Bernie, I'm, I heard one of the people who've, um, you know, um, been giving, has been giving me some of this information, um, use the same language. And he said, um, that, um, we're going to have as many people that died, as many Americans that died in World War II, which is about 450,000. The number of deaths from this could be four times what we lost in World War II. Could be up to ten times what we lost in World War II. This is the most serious pandemic since the Spanish flu of, of 1918. And what do we do, right? I know what you're thinking. Okay, thanks, Mike, for for the news. And we need to hear it. We need to know it. The 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 thinking that the sports are going to come back anytime soon. Thinking that these events are going to come back. The theaters reopening. It they may not for some time, or they may reopen for a month or two and then have to close again. It'll slow the virus down. Choice number two does slow the virus down. Fewer people will die. Most importantly, choice number two um, relieves the stress on our hospital system. It won't be as overcrowded or as overwhelming. It'll still be overwhelming, but um, they may be able to handle it barely. But that's not the path that, that they've chosen so far. The, the path they've chosen is, number one, um, try to do practically nothing for as long as you can and make up fake te- test kits. You know the test kits they sent to California? They said, oh, yeah, we got test kits. They'll pencil. Oh, yeah, we got a, anybody can get tested. So they opened up their, their big hall of test kits in California, and there's the kit with none of the chemicals in it through which to test uh, the swabs that they take in people's noses. That's how they find out whether or not they've got the virus. No chemicals in each of the kits to, to run the test. The governor of California said, it's like they sent us a thousand uh, printers with no ink. And then they said, well, we sent you the kit. We sent you the kit. You know, I think a lot of the, a lot of the mess up with this test kit thing is all about the do-re-mi. They're trying to figure out which which uh, donor of the Trump uh, presidency should get the contract to make the money, to make the profit on these test kits. All these other countries, 
you know, the government is in charge of getting these test kits. And they exist in all these, I mean, we've done 10,000 tests in these, in these first weeks of total. That's it. Just 10,000 tests. Uh, uh, South Korea does 10,000 tests a day. They've got the kits, but they're South Korea, you know? I mean, this is an advanced country, South Korea. It's not like us. Wait a minute. What do you mean by that? No, South Korea. It's a very advanced country. You know, um, again, I'll just repeat this statistic one more time. About 70% of us don't have a passport. 70% of our fellow Americans never leave the country, never see how the rest of the world is living. Go to South Korea someday. Go there and then turn on your cell phone and see what happens. First of all, their internet is 24 times faster than the United States. Hey, wait a minute. We're number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, just keep saying that. Just keep thinking that. No, here's what we are. We're, we're a nation that doesn't believe in science. We're filled with tens of millions of people who put a man in the White House, who hate science, who believe the earth is 6,000 years old, who believe that this whole thing is a hoax. Up until 24 or 48 hours ago, that's the word from Marsh Limbaugh that this is something else is going on here, folks. Something else is going on. And Trump blaming the Democrats, blaming the media for this, all this panic about the coronavirus. <laughs> wow. A week or two from now, when the shit has really hit the fan, when we're going to have to have so many, um, Temporary burial sites. Like, did you see the one in Iran? Where they've had this mass. You know to do the bodies. Uh, they can't have enough time to do all the funerals. What's going to look like them for Trump? How many hundreds of thousands of people will it take to lose their mother or their father, their grandparents, before they rise up? I mean, why wait till then? I said to one of these government people that I was talking to yesterday, I said, I, I know this is going to sound weird coming from me, and this is the last thing I'd ever want to see in, in my country, but um, because we have to save people's lives, and every day counts now. I mean, every day counts. Can the Joint Chiefs, uh, Chiefs of Staff, can they just go over to the White House and remove him? And just tell the public, this isn't a coup. It's just temporary. But we have to save the American people. Wow. I mean, this individual said, well, I can't believe you just said that. He said, don't think it hasn't been discussed. I said, really? Well, what's our... He said, it's either that or does the FBI go over there and arrest him? I mean, what do we, what do, we do? He's sitting on all this. The tests aren't getting made. Do you know how how quick, how long it would take to actually make millions of test kits. Nothing, no time whatsoever. When, you know, when, when Pearl Harbor was bombed in 1941, I know this just from my own family there in, in Flint. They, they turned the General Motors factories, car factories, into factories building tanks and planes and all sorts of things. You know, the, the, the spark plug line there in Flint at AC spark plug was turned into a, an assembly line to make machine guns and 
bullets and I mean, and they did this in a matter of really of, of weeks. Once they decided to do, to convert these factories, it really took them no time. There was a Ford factory in near Ypsilanti, Michigan, down near Ann Arbor. I only know this because of watching Ken Burns' um, series on World War II. I think it was a B-29, maybe it was a P-24 plane factory there in Ypsilanti. Said that they they made a plane on this assembly line, this car assembly line. They made a fighter plane one every sixty one minutes. They built a plane in sixty one minutes, and these planes were mostly being constructed by women, because I mean the men were sent off to war, so it was mostly women and and. Um, um, older men, I guess, who couldn't go off to battle. Um, they were in these factories, and they were building a plane every 61 minutes. That's how fast shit can get done. That's the history of this country. Test kits? Test kits? Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't know. We, really? Shut the fuck up. My God. What is wrong with us? Seriously, and where where is Bill Gates, <laughs> Warren Buffett, any of them? Why can't one of those guys needs to stand up today and say, "What do we need? Ten million test kits? I'll get it done by Monday." Some billionaire who's benefited from these tax cuts needs to stand up and say, "What do you need? What do you need?" I'm not going to tolerate three to six million of our senior citizens being wiped out in the next few months. What do you need? Let's get it done. Let's do it right now. You know it can be done. It's not rocket science. It's a test kit. We don't know anything until we test people. Everybody's got to get tested. This has to happen. Certainly anybody that's got these symptoms has got to get tested. We got to know where we're at. We don't know. We're in the dark. We're stupid. We look stupid because we are stupid. The earth is only 6,000 years old. (laughs) I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. I'm so angry right now. Everything I heard over the last few days. Oh, and they're all worried about the market, the market, the stock market. I mean, yesterday on Thursday, um, it crashed, and yet they were afraid to use the, that word that the market had crashed. They used it back in '87 on Black Monday. They called it a crash, but you see, the word has gone out. Be careful with your language. You're on TV. Don't call it a crash. Try to put a bit, you know better face on things. Keep people hopeful. If you're negative, you're gonna you are gonna crash the markets. You understand the people who either muzzle by the White House or pundits who go on are told to chill. When when Dr. Emanuel said that to, to Wolf Blitzer, I thought, oh my God, what's the follow-up questions? And I, Wolf was so stunned by this news from such a prominent um, uh, doctor years at the NIH. He just went on to Dana Bash and asked her a question about something else. Then they started talking about school closings. I couldn't believe it. 
And then I didn't see it the rest of the night. I didn't see it mentioned again on CNN. I didn't see it on MSNBC. I didn't see it anywhere. And I'm like, wait a minute. How that doctor just said that. Dr. Fauci, Anthony, Anthony Fauci, who's been there at the NIH for a long time, well-respected. He said, he said yesterday, he said, the system, our system, is not geared to what we need right now. Our system is not geared to what we need right now. Meaning, of course, we need the tests, but what does he mean by the system is not geared? And then I thought, of course, the system we have of profit, there can't be health care without somebody making a profit. And they haven't figured out who should be making all the money off all these test kits system of capitalism that we have it's in in it's a system of greed <laughs> they're trying to pass a bill it might happen today uh because they've finally figured out what i've been saying here for a few weeks is that people are not going to go get tested if they get hit with a bill or if they have to pay copays or deductibles or whatever you you we need everybody tested so they can't money can't enter into this no profit so I think both sides now have, have agreed to that. Uh, Representative Katie Porter yesterday uh, did a, a little whiteboard demonstration um, to the CDC head as to what it actually cost a person, $1,100 to go to the ER to get, if, if they did have the test kits, to get a test. And when people see that $1,100 that they might get billed for that, there's no way they're going to go. And she would not let him go. I mean, she had him in a full Nelson and would not let him go until he said, yes, the law says I have the power and the authority to make all of this free. And he didn't want to say, yes, he would do it. And she made him and then he just it was so wonderful. I'll, I'll post the video of this on the, on the, um, on the platform here so you can watch it. He finally said, yes, he gave in to her. And then she looked in the camera and said, America, did you, you now know? Do not think about, you will not be billed. You will not be billed. Go get tested. The other thing they need, and they couldn't get the Republicans, I think, to go along with this, the other part of the bill that needs to pass is that people will not stay home from work if they feel sick because they got to get paid. They got to get paid, so they're going to go to work sick, and then they'll infect other people. Now, this doesn't happen in other democracies because they have paid sick leaves. They're all just built into their, into their laws. If you're sick, you know, you got to stay home and get better and you shouldn't have to lose your pay for it just because you're sick. We don't have that. We have a system because of our greed system. It's set up so that we do get more people infected so that more people die. Trump kills capitalism kills. These aren't, this is not hyper hyperbolic speaking here. This is the truth. Until greed is removed, until the profit motive is removed from this system, this is what happens. They're still going to try and pass this bill because they need to do other things. When we go into lockdown, I mean, people aren't going to be able to go to work. They got to get paid. How are they going to pay the rent? How are they going to pay the mortgage? All of a sudden, we're going to have evictions two months from now? No, that can't happen. You will have riots in the street. You, this can't, this is why 
Congress is just going to have to, they've got to pass something that says no landlord can evict you. No bank can take back your place of residence because of this disaster we're in the middle of. This has to happen this time, friends. This can't be 08 all over again where we just bail out the rich and leave everybody else to the dogs. No offense to the dogs, but you know what I mean. We're in a war here, but we're fighting it on two fronts again. We're in a war against this virus. That's obvious. But we're also in a war against Trump and the Republicans. Why should we have to be fighting them? Why don't they see that this virus is not Democratic or Republican, that we all got to come together on this and fix this? This is insane. Something is wrong with a system where, where there exists an entity more dangerous than the virus itself. And that's the species that's sharing the virus. The host is in some ways more dangerous than the virus itself because the host who has an evolved brain says, you know what, it's really more important that the market do well. It's more important that somebody makes money off all this. How evil. And in making decisions in this manner, you end up killing people. Yes, the virus does the work, but the virus has an enabler. The virus has a getaway driver. In this case, Donald Trump his administration, and his Republican enablers. That's just the truth, folks. I swear to God, if it were a Democrat doing this, I'd say the same damn thing. And I have said it. If you've seen my movies, you know. In fact, I get more angry when the Democrats do it because they know better. Trump's a killer here. Did the generals go in? Does the FBI show up? Do they perp walk Trump and Pence out of the West Wing of the White House? Or does the cabinet invoke the 25th Amendment? They have the right to do that. I know they're just a bunch of lackeys for Trump, but... What if it was their parent, their grandparent? Who are these people? For weeks, they kept telling us this was all a hoax invented by the Democrats, invented by the the media. They bash science whenever they can. You know, when the shit hits the fan here in the next week or so, and there are lines out the hospital door, and there are people on gurneys in the hallway and out in the lobby and out in the back lawn of the hospitals and the doctors are having to try to figure out the triage who lives and who dies I mean they got to use some method to figure out who should live and who should die Um, I have a suggestion I think they should have a little questionnaire and just ask people 
how old they think the earth is. Ask them, have they said any time in the last three months that this coronavirus was a hoax? And if so, you have to go to the back of the line and uh, keep your fingers crossed. Why should anybody have to die who believes in the science of this, who believes that the president should have done his job, who, who believed the CDC that there was a worldwide problem here and we were part of it? I mean, I think those who supported and who fought and spoke up so that the system would do its job, why should they die? Why should anybody who berated this whole thing, who tried to blame it on somebody else and who purposefully held up the making of these test kits, who waited too long to quarantine, to lock it down like Italy did, like China did. And immediately, as I said, the Chinese saw the numbers go down, 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 down. If you were part of this, and the choices between my mother or you getting treated first, advantage bomb. Sorry, Bubba. That's just the way it goes. You backed the wrong horse and you contributed to the deaths of millions of people. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm sorry to be dropping so many F-bombs here. I'm so upset. I'm so upset at what I've learned and what I now know and believe to be the truth. Over the next uh, few days, I'm going to probably do a another one or two of these emergency podcasts to, in the hopes that uh, you will share them, that they will go viral, that they will, that it will cause pressure on the administration. Trump and Pence need to know we're coming after them. They are going to be removed if they don't act immediately and they're going to be held responsible. Forget about any kind of reelection. Oh, you, you know, Trump is just chomping at the bit here to, to call off the election or to postpone it. And blame the virus, right? Yeah. No. No, they need to know. There's more of us than there are of them. We are fighters. We hate liars. And we will protect ourselves from any malignant narcissist who only puts himself first ahead of the good of the rest of the country. That's what's called a traitor. And I am demanding action. And I am asking you, who are listening to do whatever you can. I know some of you don't, you've got to get through the day. I know you can make a phone call. You can write a letter. You the, let the, call the media, a cacophony of our voices, loud and strong, demanding action. Do what the Chinese did. Do what the Italians have done. Nip this in the bud as best you can right now. There's no survival of the fittest thing going on here. We're going to keep as many people alive as possible, but it will not happen on its own. And we have had a rude and cruel awakening as to what it would mean to have four more years of this guy. But we're not going to go there today. Leave the campaign out of this for now. 
let's save our parents and our grandparents. Don't we owe them that? How do we live with ourselves if, if, we, if we don't even just attempt to do that? I'm sorry to be hitting you with all this so early in the morning, but um, we don't have a second to waste, and I'm going to just shut up now and, and get busy with what I need to do to bring about action, and I ask you to do what you can do. You can call your senators. You know the number. Call the White House. Hmm. Call the FBI. Call the media. Call CNN. Call MSNBC. You may not get through to anybody of any import, but I'm telling you, somebody there will say, Jesus, have you seen all the calls we've been getting? People are beside themselves. You have no idea what beside yourself is going to look like when the panic really hits. In the next few days, possibly. Um, so check back with me. I'm going to have a couple of experts on. I'm hoping to convince one of these whistleblowers to go public with me here on this on this podcast. Um, maybe we'll get Dr. Emanuel on this weekend. Um, but I'm not going to leave this behind, and I encourage you to, to stay with it and to share this with people. Uh, it's all free. Um, we have no choice. I have no choice. And we can do this. It's us. It's us. Take care of yourselves. Do all the things they've told you to do about your washing your hands and keeping them off your face and and um, be careful. Don't, don't be in groups of people. Stay away from people as much as you can. Don't, don't infect. You're not, even if you don't have any symptoms, you, 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 if you may have the, the virus, don't infect the elders in your life. Let's keep, let's keep as many people alive as, as, as possible. And um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get through this by hook or crook. And we'll come out of it on the other end. Um, with a better, with a better country, a better leader, a better everything. I, I really do believe this. I'm not just saying this to lift your spirits in these last few seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it because I know the power that we hold in our hands. They don't ever want us to believe we hold that power, but we hold that power. Use it today. Talk to your friends, even just talking to your friends and coworkers or uh, family or whatever. Even that is a good thing to do. Let's all get talking about this. We face some very difficult days ahead. I'll, I'll be with you. Check in with me. I'm here. You're here. Together. This is Rumble. I'm Michael Moore. And um, we've got our work cut out for us, friends.